Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans teaching on this fine Thursday morning here in Queen City, Texas. I'm Curtis Hutchinson, pastor of Crossway Church. And, and I tell you what, between the social media glitches all day yesterday and whatever that was and, and this morning's uh, issue with technology, you, you know, some, I, I can see why some people that don't know the truth might just throw in the towel and say, I give up. But I tell you what, if you know there's a, a mighty king sitting on the throne who wants his word to be published, you'll just keep doing everything and asking him to help you do what needs to be done to be able to get this uh, word published out there to a people who are hungry for the things of God. And people that are hungry for the things of God that don't even know they are yet. How many times have you ever been asked to come and eat and you said, I'm not hungry? And once you walked in there just to visit, I'll come and I'll visit, I'm not hungry. But once you smell that food, you got you a plate and you begin to eat too. And that's the way it is with the Lord. Folks get a little close to the things of God and He begins to make them hungry. And I pray this morning that we'd find ourselves more hungry today for the things of God than ever before. And the way that hunger is is taken care of the way that thirst is is quenched not not quenched but but taken care of is as we get in the word of god so grab your bibles your paper your pencil today let's get in the book of romans we are in part 10 of romans chapter 6 in this session today here on the march the 14th 2019 i like to throw that in every once in a while so we'll know exactly where we were when we were recording these broadcasts at what point in time. So in your Bibles, you'll see in Romans chapter 6, verse 6, and I know we read this last week, but let's read it and then we won't stay there. We'll roll right on. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth, meaning that from now on we should not serve sin. Because he that is dead is free from sin. Now this is a powerful statement. He that is dead is free from sin. And we see who it is that died. It was, the Bible called him the old man in verse 6. The old man. And the old man is that sin nature that you and I came into this world with. Born of a man and a woman, we showed up, we were conceived in the womb, here we are today. And when we got here, we were sinners. We were in God's eyes that old man in the in the in the like, in the figure, in the shadow, in the type of the old man Adam, the first one that God put on the earth to represent all humanity, the old man that sinned against God, became disobedient and fell to a place of, of helplessness. Uh, you know, Adam, we've heard said, fell uh, from a place of total God consciousness, total dominion over the earth that God had given him to a place of total uh, self-conscious, only thinking about himself. And, you know, uh, that's what we became. We became sinful, but we weren't just committing acts of sin. Ephesians chapter 5 tells us we were the darkness. And the darkness of this world, not speaking of nighttime, but the darkness of this world, what makes it dark is sin. And that's who we were. We were Sin. We were darkness. We were the old man. And the old man could not go to heaven. He could not have a relationship with God. He could not do any good deeds. That's why it's a, a false 
a very false attitude and 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 the, and, and and false religion to say that we could do something to be saved other than believe in the one, Jesus Christ, who did what it takes for us to be saved. And that's including, and I always throw in water baptism because think about this. If you're lost, if you're still the old man, you're undone, you, you can't please God, you, you are the darkness. Well, as all of that, you can't do anything to please God. You can't even be water baptized to please God because that's something you're doing as the old man. But if you place your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for you at Calvary, and that's what your faith is in, yes, you can go on and you should as an obedient act according to the word of God be water baptized. But if you think being water baptized is actually what saves you, or even if you word it to the, to the effect of water baptism is what seals or completes my salvation, you've still missed the boat. Jesus completed everything we would need at Calvary. And that's the very purpose God put the thieves there beside Christ on the cross so that one could uh, declare Him as Lord, ask Him to remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, on this day you'll be with me in paradise. He did that on purpose so we would know there's no way possible for us to do a work that can get us into heaven. Uh, uh, not at all. Because we are sin. We are the darkness. We are the old man. Listen, when Adam fell into sin, God had to rush in the garden and tell him and show him. Let me say it again. God had to rush into the garden after his creation that he loved, that he longed to have relationship with and be in fellowship with. God had to rush into that garden and tell him and show him how this relationship could be restored, how this fellowship could be restored, how the enemy would have his head crushed. And it was all nothing to do with what man would have to work for, but what God had promised and what God would do. Never forget that. Go back and read the story. God tells them of the promise of the seed of the woman, speaking of the virgin birth of the Son of God, the Redeemer that would come one day. And then God shows them how he would kill through an innocent sacrificial system, that seed of the woman, that one virgin born, that one son of God, lamb of God would come and he would die in their place. They couldn't work for it. They couldn't cover themselves with leaves. God didn't say go pick a hundred berries and I'll give you a thousand and all that false mumbo jumbo. It's only through the promise God gave of a redeemer and their faith that makes their faith legitimate in that Redeemer is they're trusting in Him through the sacrifice. When you remove the sacrifice, you're no longer trusting in a Redeemer. Today, even for the church, when we do not preach the message of the cross, we are not preaching the power of God, we're not preaching the way to victory, we're preaching works and law. So we need to remember that. It's God who rushed in and changed everything. God who gave the promise of the Redeemer. Never forget that. So. You know, he says, for because he that is dead is free from sin. He that is dead 
is free from sin. Jesus taught the same thing in John chapter 8. Uh, why don't we go over there and look at that this morning? John chapter 8, I want you to see this. You already know where we're going. You already know the scripture. Jesus said this, but watch this. Let's start in John chapter 8, verse 30, because this right here will change the way you think. It'll help you believe the way you should. In verse 30 of John chapter 8, Jesus spoke these words. When he spoke these words, many believed on him. Remember that. Many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews who believed on him. Now, now watch. Watch this. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. They were already believing on him. But he said, if you continue... In my word, then are you my disciples, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And here he's talking about free from sin. Watch, he goes on to say, They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. How are you telling us you shall be made free? See, they didn't have a clue about sin. They didn't have a clue. They were all caught up in themselves. Kind of sounds like the church today. We, we're beyond that. We're, Abra- they, we're not saying we're Abrahams today. Uh, well, some of us are because in all reality, Galatians teaches that we are that seed. But they, they take it way out of context. Watch this now. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever commits sin is the servant of sin. What's the context here? If you back up, he says, If you... Uh, if you When you know the truth, the truth will make you free. He's talking about free from sin. So when you look at Romans 6 and 7, and Paul, by the same Spirit of God that spoke through Jesus, said he that is dead is free from sin, you have to bring what is called the truth into this. Because, Because here we're being taught, don't you know that your old man is crucified with him. We're talking about the avenue here of being free from sin. We're talking about the initial declaration of God upon you being born again. You are now free from sin. Because hear me, according to the word of God, when you were born again, God declared you free from sin. He forgave you of sin. He erased all your sin. And he broke the power of the sin nature. He unplugged you. You were unplugged from that old man. Think about that. Just think about that. He that is dead is freed from sin. Here we see the avenue of freedom. Oh, I need to say that again. This is why the preaching of the cross is got to be in the pulpit. Not twice a year, not twice a month, but every time the minister steps in that platform, he's got to relate the Word of God to Christ and Him crucified. That's right, I said every service, I don't care what we're preaching on, it's got to be tied to the cross or it will be without power in God's eyes. We cannot assume the peoples have their faith in the cross because if that's not what we're preaching, they don't. And if they do and they're sitting there listening to a preacher preach all kind of other stuff, they need to get up and get out and go find that local church over in that storefront. Although it doesn't have all the bells and the whistles of the Pharisaical movement back in the day and, 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 and they're going to have to leave people they've been attached to. But you need to, listen, the Bible says turn away from that which only has a form. And just because somebody 
can tell you the truth when you push them up against the wall and make them tell you is not the same thing as them getting in the pulpit and, and preaching and teaching God's Word in the only light that it can be understood, and that is the avenue of Calvary. All God's words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. I know some of you are sick of hearing this, but hopefully you hear it enough, you'll get well and you'll want to hear it more. All God's words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. And the righteousness of God, listen, the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel which is the truth. The righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel, Romans 1, 16 and 17. Now write this down, Proverbs 12 and 17 says, He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. So truth and the gospel are one and the same. You can't separate them. And Jesus is that truth. But what is it that makes Jesus the gospel truth or Jesus the liberating truth that sets us free? It's the cross. Here it is in Romans chapter 6. Oh, how we need to learn Romans chapter 6. Oh, how we need to never take our eyes off that old faithful Jesus and what he did at Calvary. I didn't say that too good, but we need to never let go of the Lamb. You don't move on from the cross you move on, but you take a cross daily with you, Jesus said. For when you lay your faith aside from that cross, you're laying grace aside. You are frustrating, denying, setting aside grace. When you set the cross aside as the only means of salvation, when you think your faith can now be in these other things, the cross and that, you have, you have frustrated, which means denied and set aside the grace of God. Listen, you, you listen. for you to be able to grab a hold of this, for, for this to be able to grab a hold of you, my friend, you've got to be willing to let go of everything else. There will come a time when you hear the truth and the Lord is showing you the truth and unless you watch how you hear, which means letting go of things that have been contrary to what He's now showing you in this reformation that we are definitely in right now. I know people probably won't see it. They won't accept it for years. But God is going to bring things into your... I said God is going to bring things into your life. He is going to take things away from you. You can forget all the prosperity and greed, gospel garbage. God is going to take things away from the church in America especially so that they can come to the realization that their strength is not in chariots, it's not in tanks, it's not in the dollar bill. God is going to show His people that their strength is in Him and in Him alone and that that strength comes from the joy of the Lord. And that joy of the Lord is what He endured at the cross. He endured the cross for the joy that was set before Him. He is bringing the remnant back to faith and grace. All else are walking in a place of apostasy. I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. Many won't receive it. These Pharisees, even though they believed on Him uh, in here in the first part of chapter 8 of the book of John, as we read a minute ago, you, re you keep reading over it later on in this very same chapter 8 of John, He tells them their daddy is the devil. 
Now you need to understand that. You are going to let go of all this false doctrine and cling to Calvary, meaning faith in Jesus Christ and what He provided through His death alone. You're going to throw away the books. You're going to burn the VHS. You're going to burn all that. You're going to be like the Apostle Paul. You're going to count all that dung for the sake of the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That knowledge that excels. All that other stuff has held you in a place. Shut up unto the faith, Galatians chapter 3, waiting until you could come back to the place and walk in that path of the just, the path with your faith in that which justifies. Think about it. Oh, think about it. I've already said a mouthful this morning. You need to understand these things. He that is dead is free from sin. If you've been born again, God has declared you free from sin. The guilt, the shame, the the fear that was there, <coughs> he's declared in his plan, he's declared you as free because you knew the truth. A man named Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Think about that. The truth. And you say, well, no, God's truth is all of God's word. And Jesus said, all of God's word is concerning me. You search the scriptures in John 5, 39, Jesus said, in them you think you have life. Preacher, in them you think you're preaching life. But he's talking to you today. He said, in them, listen, you think you have life, but they are they which testify of me. Jesus is the living word. And unless we're preaching that message of Jesus Christ and Him crucified, that which makes the scriptures come to light and become our path and, and strength, which is the message of the cross, we just have a form. We just have a form of godliness. We're denying the power. We're the church in Sardis. We started out right, and all we've got in God's eyes is that which remains, is that faith that saved us at the beginning. But now, although we have a name that we're alive, read it in Revelation 3, even though we've got a name that we're alive, Jesus said, you're dead. And you better remember how you heard and received. Oh, come back to the cross, my friends. Come back to faith and grace. I know it's gonna, I know it's gonna cut you off from many people that you've been in fellowship with. And and listen, but right now, when you think about that, don't begin to reason. If you begin to reason with yourself, you'll reason yourself right on into a deeper place of bondage. If you begin to reason with yourself instead of reasoning with God and the truth of God's word, which is Christ in him crucified, if you begin to reason with yourself, you'll stay in that bondage. You'll stay under the bondage of that Jezebel. You'll stay under the bondage of, of that man that's lied. You'll stay under the bondage of that denomination. You will remain under the fear of man. Oh, what a snare it is. It's a, such a snare that you can be in with the walls painted up like, like it's home. Oh, we can turn a snare into what we call leisure and comfort and home. Are you trapped in sin today? Are you trapped in bondage? Are you trapped in the fear of man with the walls painted up all pretty? Oh, but when the truth comes, you get angry because the truth begins to show you that the painting on the wall is not, it's not what you think it is. Where you are is not where you think, is not where you need to be. Come on, somebody. God's looking for those that would be honest with themselves, honest with Him, loyal to Him, and you cannot be loyal to God outside 
out of faith in His Word. It is not just a feeling, well, I'm loyal to you, God, and I've got tears running down my face, God, and my hands are lifted, God. I'm, I'm saying an amazing grace, God. Let me tell you something you may have never heard. God's not listening to the lips on your face. He's listening to what your heart is telling Him. And it's only with the heart man believes unto righteousness. And all God's words are in righteousness. Jesus is our Lord of righteousness. We're imputed. His righteousness has been imputed unto us only through faith in the cross. And only as our faith is in there and there alone will we experience the fruits of His righteousness. Glory be to God. Watch this. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now I want to talk about something else this morning on the broadcast. He that is dead is free from sin. So the Bible here also tells us that it was the old man that died. But know this, this is totally who we were. Not just an old man was a part of who I am. No, we were the old man. How do I know that? Because Paul says in Galatians 2 and 20, I am crucified with Christ. (laughs) Yet I live, but not I that liveth, but now Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Now think about what that scripture says. I am crucified with Christ. He's admitting that I was nothing but a big old batch of sin. I was the darkness. I was the evil of this world. Not just because he persecuted Christians, but because he was a sinner. You were born as a sinner. Listen, we hear lots of testimonies of of people being on drugs and delivered and drug addicts and alcoholics and and men stealers and and murderers and all these things. But the only reason they did all those things is because of what they were. The greatest testimony is when a man, woman, boy, girl realizes, listen, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I did all that I did because I was a sinner. God not only delivered me from doing all those things, but the way He did it was He freed me from sin. He crucified me. Hallelujah. I'm crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. I acknowledge I was no good. There wasn't a part of me worth saving. I want you to know, God didn't see anything in that old man worth saving. He had to recreate you all together. That proves there was nothing in us worth saving. Nothing in us that pleased God. When we fell in the garden, we fell to a place that was totally obnoxious and could do nothing but bring the wrath of God against us. We were sin. All sin is hatred toward God. All sin has the wages of death, which is separation from God. God had to move. God had to change things. God had to come in the person of His Son, the second person of the Godhead, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the Son of God. Hallelujah. He had to lay His life down to make a a brand new creation, a totally new creation. 
all of you. This is why the Lamb of God speaks from the throne even this hour for those who have ears to hear. Behold, all things have become new. There is nothing left of you that God took and used to make the new creation. You need to know that. You need to understand that when people say, I am a product of my past life. If you're a Christian, you are not a product in all your past life. Listen, you are a totally brand spanking new, new creation. All things are new. Quit letting people tell you that you're who you are today because of all the years of you. I don't care how they psychologically put try to put that together. When you're saved, you no longer have a generational curse that you might have been in. You no longer are under the curse. You've been delivered from the curse of the law and all of its fears and shame and condemnation. The moment you accept Christ in the eyes of God, He sees you as having died, been crucified with Him, free from sin. There's no need to go find what they call today a Christian counselor. Who, who's not telling you to cling to Jesus and what He did at Calvary. All they're doing is trying to dig back in your early years before you were ever saved. And God said, I've forgotten that. I've erased that. That has no power over you. I have freed you from sin. The sin nature. The word here is the noun. It's the sin nature. You Listen, he that is dead is free from the sin nature. You've been unplugged from it. He's dormant. He's, he's been rendered inoperative. Go back to verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. That doesn't mean annihilated, totally gotten rid of, nowhere to be found, just like Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. But he is still going, uh, walking to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. You better hear me today. There's still a devil. There's still a sin nature. Nature. There's still flesh that's contrary and striving against the Spirit, Galatians 5.17. But the relationship with the, the sin nature has been changed. It no longer dominates you. You've been free from the sin nature. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You've been unplugged. It still exists. As we've been talking about here in our messages, which you can find at the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316 for our worship services, but we've been talking about the power outlet on the wall. And listen, as long as the cord is plugged in, there's power running through that thing. But when you unplug that electric cord, the power's still in the plug, but it's no longer in the cord. Glory to God, the cross of Christ, He, through His death, defeated and took the power, destroyed the devil took the power of death away from him and destroyed my old man. Hallelujah. The one the devil had power over because I was separated, and that's what death is, separation from God, and I was separated from God in my sins, and that's what gave the devil the legal right to hold me in the fear, in the bondage of fear, to, to, to make me his, to control me <coughs> by his power over death. That's who I was, dead in my sins. But when Jesus laid his life down 
God seeing my faith in Christ and what He there accomplished for me and my faith, my believing from the heart unto that righteousness. Oh, you need to make sure you understand this, that this is not just a one-time deal, Romans 10, 10. This is a daily thing. If you're believing the Word of God, it's got to be with your heart unto its righteous context. Every verse is in righteousness. All the words of my mouth... Proverbs 8 and 8 are in righteousness. And God's righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17. Listen, and he, he who speaks the truth shows forth righteousness. Proverbs 12 and 17. You've got to write these things down. You've got to know these things, not just hear me tell them. Know it. Know these things. It's not wrong to memorize scripture and to speak these scriptures to yourself. Hallelujah. You've got to know these things. This way you will be equipped and able to hear properly and know who's telling you what's right and know who's not telling you what's right. He that speak in truth, Jesus is that truth, and His cross is what makes Him that truth to you in all avenues. It's what allows Him to be your Lord of righteousness initially upon being saved. And it's what allows Him to work in you and through you by His Spirit to bring forth the fruits of His righteousness daily. All the Word of God must be believed from the heart unto righteousness. But you've died to sin. You've died. You've been freed from the sin nature. Yes, there's still a flesh. It's just the residue. It's the it's the it's the clinging vines of the fall. We've heard say it. It's 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 these just the 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 the, the fallout. But you've been unplugged. You've been unplugged. The sin nature no longer dominates you. If your faith stays in that, what unplugged him? What rendered him inoperative? Because the word here destroyed in verse 6 doesn't mean, I'm going to say it again, totally annihilated. Again, there's still a devil, there's still a sin nature. When you start trusting in the purpose driven, the word you, let me say it easily, when you trust in any, anything other than the death of Jesus, grace is frustrated. And that means, my friend, set aside and denied. Even though you're asking God for it with tears, begging God for grace, thanking God for grace. Grace is God doing something. Grace is God functioning in your life. And He only functions and does something in your life through truth, in truth. Psalms 33, 4. For the word of the Lord is right, and all His works are done in truth. I'm glad I'm a Bible believer. If we just reason with God and not what we've been taught all our agendas and previous teachings, if we just reason with God through His Word, not the thoughts are going to come into your heart, mister, ma'am, about what you're going to lose. What are the people going to think about you when you begin to teach this truth that the Holy Spirit's teaching you? See, the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, is only going to reveal truth to you. And when he's speaking truth to you, what's he showing you? He's showing you righteousness. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. This is how we know it's the Holy Spirit. It's also how we know who the preachers are who are preaching truth. Because when truth is spoken, God said righteousness will be seen. 
And somebody said, Amen, glory to God. I hope that you would join us live right here on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page every Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. And if you miss it, go to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, or the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. There you'll find everything we're doing. And I pray that you would help Everyone else have access to what we're teaching here. Biblical, expository, preaching and teaching, not with a question mark, but with exclamation point. Jesus did it all, paid for it all, and only through faith in Him and what He did to give everything to us will God be found working in your life. Outside of that, He's just trying to point you back to where you can be and He can work in your life. God bless you. He loves you more than you know. We love you, and I pray you'd help us do more than like the broadcast. Share the broadcast in every way imaginable. Even put it uh, on your YouTube channel. Help us. God bless you. I'll see you Monday morning, 8.30 a.m. Praise the Lord.